I'm here. <laughs> It's Simpsons time. Today, I'm going to talk about Homer's Triple Bypass,、uh, episode number 70, season four. Uh, this was written, co written by Gary Apple, who never wrote another one,、um, and Michael Carrington, who was a staff writer at that time and who was also the voice of Sideshow Rahim. Just a little fun fact for you about him.、Um, and it was directed by David Silverman, who did like, just such a perfect job with it. There are. A lot of very weird poses that we would never see any other time.、Um, and David Silverman is definitely responsible for that.、Um, the thing that springs to mind most is Homer sort of like writhing in agony when he's called out on the carpet in front of Mr. Burns.、Um, and you see the little picture in picture of his heart freaking out. And him, you know, freaking out in real life.、Um, and yeah, like that has really been rightfully celebrated. That whole sequence of、uh, Burns saying something mean and then you know, like setting him up to say something nice and then、uh, as he's relaxing, saying something mean. You are the kind of guy I could really dig a grave for. And, you know, it gets a little. Heavy handed, but that's the point. There's like, you know, five different exchanges like that. You're rather skilled at goofing off! And yeah, like the way Homer's body looks there is completely grotesque and gets like more and more so until the little pain、uh, on the lower right of his heart actually shatters. And that's like the most weird looking pose when he's clutching his heart and、uh, collapses. So, yeah, this is in season four. Homer is very well established as somebody who overeats.、Um, And 
The Simpsons is getting the you know getting more and more established as an incredibly great, incredibly densely packed TV show, you know, with jokes and um, and Springfield is becoming more and more fleshed out with crazy characters that um, are fully realized enough to carry whole episodes. Um, this show is particularly strong for Dr. Nick, who really, really uh, takes off here. He's not just the doctor on the infomercials anymore. He actually is going to perform surgery on Homer. Um, and I think the Dr. Nick stuff is the funniest in the whole episode. Like the, the whole um, like malpractice joke after malpractice joke about Dr. Nick. They really had fun with that. My favorite is when they're in the operating theater and Dr. Nick uh, is like, Now everybody, if anything goes wrong, let's not get the law involved. One hand washes the other. Oh, that reminds me. <laughs> you know, like... It's sort of more subtle than a lot of the other ones. Um, but yeah, I mean, the fact that he's studying uh, with a VHS tape before, like the night before the surgery, and he sees that he taped over the end of the <laughs> procedure that they're supposed to be showing him on the video. Um, and that tape, that what he taped over it with was People Who Look Like Things, which is another like amazingly great um visual gag that it's totally absurd you know like it really comes out of nowhere uh but it is beloved the guy who looks like the jack-o-lantern is definitely you know like he's the most famous of the people who look like things because he gets to uh talk but <laughs> but i'm a really really big fan of the guy who looks like the tea kettle too or I guess it's a coffee pot. You know what I mean. It's not a tea kettle. I think it's a coffee urn with a pointy uh, spout that his nose looks like. All this time being spent talking about the people who look like things. Can you believe this? In this crazy uh, Baroque post-Simpsons universe we live in. Um, may I please, just as a huge digression here, say a word about Simpsons shitposting, um, which, if you're not familiar, is a Facebook group that is public, so if you are on Facebook, you can just search for Simpsons shitposting and just look at all of the shitposts, um, and I kind of feel like it has made my job as a Simpsons analyst completely unnecessary um, because thanks to Frankiac, you know, they can really single out uh, the moments that they want to reference visually and just grab the, the frame and just post it and turn it into a meme, like just like that. And it's amazing, and I'm really, really impressed with it, and a little scared. Uh, but yeah, I try to look at it a lot, and try to not look at it too much. Anyway. Um, and the people who look like things is definitely something that could take off as a meme, although I don't think it has yet. 
and I'm sure I have seen the uh, writhing Homer poses that are so weird looking uh, grabbed for their coolness value. Uh, Dr. Hibbert is also extremely cruel here. Dr. Nick at least is nice, but <laughs> Dr. Hibbert is like, uh, you know, when he tells Homer that the heart attack has made him weak as a kitten and he's teasing him over and over again. And Homer pleads, begs with him to remember his hippopotamus oath and he just doesn't do it. That's very gleefully sadistic of Dr. Hibbert. Um, I like the way the episode begins with the cops, the parody of the cops TV show, Bad Cops, Bad Cops. Um, my favorite joke there is that the cops are using the police helicopter to go to the drive-in movie. <laughs> you see like people in the drive-in and the cops are, uh, you know, hovering above them in the helicopter, presumably making a lot of noise. It's great. Um, and there's a little, there's something that always bothers fans there uh, when their read, like a, a report is being radioed in and they're talking about 742 Evergreen Terrace, which is where Snake is hiding out. Um, and that is, you know, in that instance, it's not the Simpsons house. Uh, it's not until later in the series that 742 Evergreen Terrace emerges as the Simpsons address. Uh, but, you know, it's just them working out the kinks a little bit. And it is interesting that Reverend Lovejoy seems to live right next door to that fake 742 Evergreen Terrace. The David Silverman episodes are remarkable in that every single frame is funny, even when nothing much is happening. Um, when Homer's in the hospital waiting for the operation um, and he encounters Flanders in the bed next to him, um, and, you know, they have that little exchange and uh, Flanders says that he's having a lung and a kidney removed just for the hell of it. Um Homer just goes stupid Flanders and just and lies back in his hospital bed with like a scowl on his face that I find so funny just that one little picture um, and that's you know that's David Silverman trying to make everything every single moment funny even when it's not really supposed to be that funny um, and there's also a dash of uh, James L. Brooks funny and sweet at the same time-ness at the very end um, when the kids are talking to Homer like you know first Homer's friends come in and you know wish him well and you know possibly say goodbye to him and then you know for the big emotional gut punch the family comes in uh, and you know the way he says I know you're going to turn out great, Bart, just, you know, with or without your old man. And that's all, you know, something that Lisa has whispered into his ear, coaching him. And then when the shoe's on the other foot, and since he can't think of anything to say to Lisa either, 
he calls Bart over to whisper in his ear. <laughs> and the thing that it turns out Bart had whispered was, you're adopted and I don't like you. Um, that is a very deft uh, way of cutting the treacle. That's what they call it. Cutting the treacle. Um, it's like if you feel emotion watching The Simpsons, you really are not allowed to feel it for too long because then it becomes maudlin and it's kind of like, what is a cartoon doing uh, making me feel these emotions? But uh, the timing of it has to be really just right. And it helps if the joke is kind of mean. <laughs> um, you know, as usual. Speaking of mean, Mole Man also dies in this. Uh, of course, not for the last time, but it's a very good, gratuitous Mole Man death uh, back in the beginning when Homer is starting to experience chest pains and, you know, palpitations. He notices that when he's driving and he runs Mole Man off the, mo off the road when he's transporting the birthplace of Edgar Allan Poe, which bursts into flames. Uh, so that's another awesome moment. There's the bed goes up, bed goes down, bed goes up, bed goes down. <laughs> and, you know, when poor Lisa is musing to herself how Homer will act in heaven, he's going, cloud goes up, cloud goes down, cloud goes up, cloud goes down. Um, it's another appearance of the Sunday school teacher. What's her name? Does she have a name? I don't think she does. Um, but she's, it's very useful to bring her in to talk about heaven. And just as she did in the Homer Steals Cable episode, really give Lisa a lot of food for thought and a lot of sleepless nights. But luckily she had them because she's actually the one who saves Homer's life because she studies up on heart surgery in a much more diligent way than Dr. Nick does. And from the operating theater, you know, sort of the graduate style pounds on the glass and yells to Dr. Nick what to do. Um, I love that the operating theater is like a movie theater too. people eating popcorn and a couple making out like while the <laughs> surgery is going on. I think that is just a very beautiful touch in the world of Dr. Nick. Um, and I just love this episode. I mean, it's really never leapt out at me as one of my favorites, but it just goes to show how strong season four was. Um, when the series was just inventing things right and left. I mean, the whole character of Dr. Nick emerging is something that is, it was like, the show was exponentially growing, and the the little cops thing, right at the very beginning, to open the show with that, and not even open it with uh, any of the family, any of the main story, was really quite gutsy in those days. And I, I do also like the segue between the cops and uh, Homer watching the cops on TV while eating in bed, and there's like an enormous pile of food in bed. Flanders, when he's praying, says that he's thankful for Sweatin' to the Oldies, Volumes 1, 2, and 4. 
which means that volume three, there was something wrong with <laughs> that he objects to. And that's something that I think I might have picked up from listening to the DVD commentary, actually, but it's I can't ever unhear that. The um, there's there's very David Silverman esque animation in Homer doing the finger puppets, you know, when trying to soften the news of uh, his operation for the kids, you know, when he's saying that the aorta fairy will get married to you know Lady Legvane will get married to Princess Left Ventricle or whatever he says. Um, the way Homer is sort of daintily moving is a very David Silverman thing. Um, and also in the very beginning, when Marge offers him oatmeal, not in the very beginning, but like when we first see them at breakfast after she admonishes him for eating in bed, um, when she offers him oatmeal and he's like, oh, what a beautiful bowl of oatmeal. It's so delightful. And you, oh, there's a bug in it. Like before he says there's a bug in it, the way he's like, you know, daintily talking and uh, delicately moving. That's a very uh, David Silverman stamp. Uh, having big, heavy, lumbering Homer move in a dainty way is is no, you know, doubt. I was going to say doubtless, but uh, I think I'm. I want to say irrefutably funny. This has been Simpsons time. Thank you, thank you for listening to this edition. And I want to say lest anyone forget this that that effeminate voice the uh, high-pitched voice that Homer affects in those dainty moments is called the fairy voice um, that's what it was called in shorthand when uh, after Homer first did it Ah, this has been Simpsons time. We are listening to the song Heart by Nick Lowe. My name is Amanda Nazario. I'm super duper, duper duper, super happy that you listened to the podcast today. Uh, this is the last Simpsons time podcast before the marathon our annual WFMU fundraiser that tends to happen for two weeks every spring. And uh, I'm so glad that the episode that came up in the rotation this time talks about shitposting because I'm offering a premium for a pledge of $75 or more to this or any program. If you select my DJ Premium, you will get uh, a 
collection of over 40 pieces of audio called from shit posts. So that is the kind of thing that you have to have in regular rotation at your house. Please, please, please consider pledging money to the station, either to this podcast program or to some other program, and choosing this that particular CD. It's going to be good. All right. I will talk to you next week. Thank you very much for joining me. Bye.